0: Good morning. Let's all stand together. We're going to lift up as our voices as we sing. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and mighty is He. Great, great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and. mighty Thanksgiving let us praise him but it's to the tune of brethren we have met to worship from the first bright light of Praise you what the Lord hath done count your blessings And God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what comes.
1: good to see each of you on this Lord's Day morning. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Looking out here, nice smiley faces, that's always a blessing. Father in heaven, I pray that you be with us as we come to worship you this hour. I ask that it would be your Holy Spirit that stirs our hearts and draws us near to you. But in every way, we desire to thank you, to exalt you, for you are so good to us. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus, the gift of salvation. Lord, without that gift, we would be a people without hope. But built within that gift is peace and hope. And we thank you, Lord. I pray you'd be with this worship hour now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
0: sing the song, He will hold me fast when I fear my faith will fail Christ will hold me fast He saves are His Delight Christ will hold Me fast Precious in His holy sight He Will hold me fast He'll Not let my soul Be lost His promises Shall last But by such a call. My gratitude I could sing these songs as I often do but every song must end and you never do so I throw up my hands Praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing thank you. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. I've got one response. I've got just one move. With my arms stretched wide, I will worship you. Praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know it's not much. But I have nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing thank you Jesus. Sing and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: I'd like you to take your Bibles with me, if you would, and turn to the book of Philemon in your New Testament. It's a one-chapter book. It's just before the book of Hebrews, uh, towards the end of your New Testament. Pretty easy to find. So it's the book of Philemon. We're going to look at verses 1 down through 7. Title of the message this morning is The Empowerment of Thanksgiving. Um, This is Thanksgiving weekend. Thursday, you gathered, hopefully, with family and friends, even if it was a family of one. I was talking to my mother, Uh, I had gone to my daughters for Thanksgiving, my son came up to my daughters and so we had met there and I called my mom and she was having a Thanksgiving at her house with just her and I said, well mom, you you know, you could have gone here, here, you could have come with me. She said, you know what, I was very happy, she's 87 years old, she said I was very happy to be warm in my house and to just have a time of Thanksgiving She said a church dropped by a little Thanksgiving dinner for her and she was very happy right there. So to be happy on Thanksgiving Day can be a person of one. Or I was talking to Bill and D. Kip and I think they had, would you guys have 20, 30 something, 30 something at their house. Um, That's a lot, isn't it? But thanksgiving is really an attitude. It's a part of our hearts. You know, the Bible teaches us to give thanks in all things. And when you come to the book of Philemon, you find as the apostle writes this letter, he references giving thanks. So look with me, if you would, at verses one down through seven, and we're going to see the empowerment that rests in being thankful. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and to our beloved Ephiah, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in thy house. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. So as you note in verse 4, he says, I thank my God And you and I, as Christians, Thanksgiving is about thanking the Lord. We're not thanking Mother Nature. We're not thanking the tree wisps or whatever we want to conjure up in our minds. We're thanking the Lord God, the great I Am, the one who sent the Lord Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins that we might have eternal life. When we bow our heads and give thanks, We're acknowledging that creator God who gave us the very breath of life that we enjoy day to day. Here we find the Apostle Paul as he pens this letter. He is stirred to talk about giving thanks. He says, I thank my God making mention of thee always in my prayer. And so what we find is the Apostle talking about how that thanks, giving thanks has empowered his prayer life. In fact, when we come a little bit farther in the text, you find in verse 6, he uses the word effectual. And that word effectual in the Greek, it simply means effective or powerful. So he's talking about things that are being effective, powerful, triggered by giving thanks. So he says, "'My prayer life, I give thanks. "'I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers.'" And you and I should be a people who our lives are seasoned by prayer. Uh, Sandra Joe, Sandra Joe loves salt. I'm not a big salt person, but I love pepper. So what you do is you combine the two and that's the seasoning that makes dinner good or lunch good. We season it with a little bit, her a little more salt, me a little more pepper, but we season that dinner. You and I, we should be seasoning our daily life with prayer. It should be, even as the New Testament calls us, to pray without ceasing. We should be a people that it's a it's a natural part of our daily function to talk to God, to reference our relationship, our walk with Him, to bring before Him our families, our jobs, our community, our nation. We certainly want to be prayerful for those who we love, those who touch our lives. And that's exactly what the apostle is doing here in verse four. I thank my God making mention of thee always in my prayers. He is seasoning his Christian walk with prayers for his brothers and sisters in Christ. You and I, we widen our scope from that which is tangible to that which is spiritual. Just like Paul, listen to what he says in verse five. Hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints. He says, I give thanks for you and I give thanks for you concerning something specific. One is your love for Jesus Christ. That's part of your spiritual person. Then he says, but I also give thanks for your love for your fellow saints, your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's more tangible. That's right here. They're the people you see. They're the people you shake hands with. They're the people that you interact with from week to week. It should be that we truly love our Lord with all our heart, our mind, and our soul, as the Bible calls us to. But it should be that we love our brothers and sisters in Christ as well. In fact, the New Testament teaches us that if we say we love our brother, if we say we love our God, but we hate our brother then we're denying God we're calling him a liar you and i in our hearts it should be a real part of who we are to love our brothers and sisters in christ now are they always that lovable no ask my wife she can tell you you know we're all, we're not always that lovable are we as individuals but we love each other in spite of our shortcomings And we pray for one another because of our shortcomings. And that's exactly what Paul is doing here. He's saying, listen, my prayer life has been empowered by giving thanks for you, for your love for our Lord Jesus Christ and for your love for one another. And I ask you on this Thanksgiving weekend, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? He died upon the cross for you, for your sins. That you yourself might come by faith and receive him as your savior. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you done that today? Have you taken time to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And yes, I as a sinner, I ask you to save my soul and be my savior. That's part of that love for him is embracing who he is, and what he did for you. Yes, we find him touch upon those two things, that spiritual part of his brothers and sisters in Christ, their love for Christ, and that tangible part, their love one for another. And that prayer life for them is empowered by his thanksgiving for them. As we come down to verse six, I want you to see that also his faith life is empowered simply by being a thankful person. You know, you and I, if we learn to be thankful, then it empowers us in our daily Christian walk, in our faith life. Listen to verse six. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual, effective, powerful, By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. It's important for us to understand that those things that are in us as Christians, those good things that work through us and out of us, those are the things of God working in us and through us. And we give him the glory, we thank him, we exalt him for his work in us. Each and every one of us. We simply need to set ourselves aside and put Him in place that we might let Him live in us. Oftentimes, if we're not careful, we get in His way. We cut Him off. We want to be first and foremost. And Jesus says, no, let me rule and reign in your heart and life. And I will guide you and direct, direct you in your faith life. And that is part of being a thankful person. Understanding that God has transformed us, changed us, and given us a new direction in Him. He has changed us. Christ calls it being born again. 1 Peter 1.23 says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. You and I that have received Christ as our Savior, Christ calls it being born again. Not a corruptible seed, like our human bodies that were born and will grow old and die, but incorruptible through the power of Jesus Christ. We live forever through faith in him. I want to challenge you this morning. Part of being thankful is remembering that Christ has given us newness of life. Remembering that our faith life is a gift from him. We could be struggling with fear and, and all kinds of uh, trepidation about death. You know, what's going to happen to me? What happens when I get older? Where am I going to go? But instead he wipes away that fear and he says, no, find peace and rest. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, If it were not so, I would tell you. He wants us to have peace in him. To know that when we put our faith and trust in him, there's an eternal home prepared for us. So as we look at this, we find the apostle writing unto Philemon and he's reminding him, listen, I am thankful. I'm thankful for you, but also my prayer life, my faith life is made stronger because of the thankfulness in my life. If each day we start our day by simply saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for another day. Now, it may be a day of, of trial, or it might be a day of blessing, but it's another day. It's another day that's a gift. And we learn to thank him for it and ask him to guide us through it. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift, And every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It's important for us to remember all those good and perfect gifts that God has given to us in our lives, even the gift of breath, sight, hearing, touch, taste, all of those things, they're all a gift from God. And we give Him thanks for all of that. I'm always excited when I see new babies come into the church. They make me smile. Don't they You? You see new little babies come in and they are just so innocent, aren't they? What a gift from God.
0: What a gift.
1: Every once in a while, Doris will tell me how many grandkids and how many great grandkids she has. They're a prolific bunch. They've got a lot. Do you even know how many your, your mom has? How many great grandkids and all that? It's Like 33. 33. And there's probably, maybe there's some, anybody out here have more than 33 grandkids? That's a lot, isn't it? What a gift. Sometimes we just have to step back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you as I walk my life of faith. As I walk with Jesus, and I look around, each and everything is a gift. Our jobs. You might think to yourself, oh, pastor, you don't do my job. You don't know. No, but I've pastored long enough to see people without jobs. I've pastored long enough when things aren't booming, and people are struggling to find work. And you know what? All of a sudden, even a... Even a pretty rough job is a good job. It's a good thing to get up in the morning and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the job I have. Thank you for my spouse. Oh, Pastor, you don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Well, maybe I don't know. But you know who does know? The Lord knows. And for sure, if you wake up in the morning and you just take a moment and say, Thank you, Lord, for my spouse. Thank you for my husband, or thank you for my wife. Thank you, Lord. It starts the day out on a whole new path as you walk your life of faith. Your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, with your spouse, doing your job, in your community, as part of your church. All of that, the apostle says here, he says, I've been made more powerful, more strengthened, uh, with greater strength, effectual, he uses the word, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. It's so important to look at those good things. The world wants to beat us down with negativity, doesn't it? How many of you, when you watch the news, always turn it off encouraged? I'm just curious because I want to know what channel you're watching.
2: Because
1: if you put the news on, whether it be on your computer or your TV or whatever, rarely do they give much that's encouraging. They might have one feel-good part, and the rest, the whole world, is burning down. But you know what? When you have an attitude of thanksgiving, then you're looking for that which is positive. And that changes and helps you. Uh, This morning in men's prayer breakfast at 8 o'clock, Brother Louie gave testimony about him and Connie. They've been married for, was it 75 years, Louie? It was like 75.
2: What
1: What'd you say? It was 53 or something. 59. 59 59 years. And he was telling us during, during men's prayer breakfast that him and Connie had sat down and done a little inventory of their lives. And they were just talking about 59 years of marriage, starting out in a little tar paper shack and just working and, and working together and having kids. Those were his words, not mine. And he said, you know, they talked to each other and they said, "Why I can't think of anything that was really, really horrible. And he he said this, he said, but really, Connie and I are both pretty positive people most of the time. That changes your perspective, doesn't it? Because you could look back on the last 59 years and say, oh yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. That was, oh, that was horrible. Or you can let those things fade away and you can say, boy, you know what? Life has been good. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. And that's what the Apostle Paul is doing here. He's talking to you and I about his life and how he shares Christ in his life. And he says that the communication of thy faith may become powerful, effectual, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. And the third thing I want you to see that he references when it comes to a life being empowered by giving thanks is in verse 7. He says, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Here you find an empowered personal life. See, you and I, we do need to be empowered personally sometimes to just understand that, you know what? God is doing something good. You can't always look at yourself and say, man, I am just so down and nothing's going my way. I I am just a wreck every day. There's got to be those times where you say, boy, I can see God is helping me and I'm growing and I'm improving. The Lord is enabling me. He's empowering me. He's strengthening me. Psalm 4, verses 7 and 8 say, Thou hast put gladness in my heart. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. Sandra Jo has the gift of sleep. Do you know what the gift of sleep is? When she lays down, bam, lights go out. She has the gift of sleep. I'm just the opposite since I was a little kid. I can remember laying there waiting to fall asleep. I love it when I just go to bed and it, pow, the lights has gone. When I wake up in the morning, I think, wow, I don't even remember going to sleep. That's so good. And that's exactly what he's saying in Psalms 4, 7, and 8. He says, thou hast put gladness in my heart. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. You and I, we have to look for that gladness, that peace. That brings about restful sleep in our lives. Why? Because it's a gift from God. As he enables us and guides us and strengthens us in our lives. You can't constantly be stirring the pot in your soul. Always looking and getting upset and angry and uh, out of joint. You've got to come to a place where you find peace. That peace has to be within. Between you and God. Nobody can do it for you. The Lord wants to do it, but you have to let him do it. You've got to let him give you that peace that passeth understanding. You've got to let him give you that that tranquility of the soul. Here you find the Apostle Paul. And he writes to them, he says, we have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother." He's saying, you have been a blessing to others because you yourself are blessed. It's important for us to work at enjoying life. Part of giving thanks is empowering us to enjoy the life we have. We are blessed. Even as we get older and we get those those aches and pains, the other day I was visiting somebody And they were really struggling, trying to remember exactly who it was. And they looked at me and they said, boy, they call these the golden years. And I smiled. Because what could I say? It's not so golden when your body's breaking down and you are reaching the last, the last leg of your life. Not so golden. But at the same time, You step back and you kind of lay aside the aches and the pains and the struggles and you look at the life lived and you say look at my kids, my grandkids my great grandkids look at the joy in my heart and in my soul look at the career look at the home the wife, look at the souls you've impacted and that's what he says to them he says you have impacted other people you have blessed them that's what he he when he refers to the bowels. He's saying the inside of those people. You have blessed those people who you have known and loved throughout your life. Through the years I've done a lot of funerals. Funerals can be really hard or they can be actually a celebration. I like it when it's a celebration. When I can get up there and say, look at all the lives touched by this person who knew and loved God. Look at the joy they had. It always breaks my heart when there are people who are not loved or who were lonely because they had driven away everybody who loved them. You and I, it should be that our thanksgiving within our hearts and souls spills out of us and touches our neighbor, our friend, our family, our co-worker. It should be that we bless, that we are a blessing to the inner person of those about us as we share our faith and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. The apostle, as he writes to Philemon, he's really just pouring out his heart. And he lets Philemon know That through the Lord, we can be empowered. But part of that empowerment is through learning to give thanks. Thanks for the salvation that we have by receiving Christ. Thanks for those others around us in our faith life that we have been able to work with, serve with, minister with, live with. And then empowered also in that life that's just our personal being. Learning to be happy with who we are as God works with us. It's such an important part of our daily life. I'd like you to bow your heads as we come to the end of the service. My goal and my objective this morning is simply to encourage you to be a person who allows the gift of thanksgiving to empower you, to strengthen you. Lord in heaven, as we come to this part of the service, I pray that if there be even one person here who's never received Christ as their savior, that today, today they might look out to you, call upon you and receive you into their hearts and lives. Lord, as we're getting ready to have baptismal, I pray that it would be you that helps us to understand and see the picture built in with it of the wonderful amazing gift of christ upon the cross buried resurrected lord help us to be a people that, yes are empowered by giving thanks we pray for your guidance in christ's name we pray amen